In the continuing series of interviews of state legislators, today we have Representative Mike Sparks. Mike, how long have you been in the Tennessee General Assembly? I've been in the General Assembly after this year, it'll be 12 years. And I, I was a county commissioner back home for eight. So you've spent some time in service to the community already before you got yeah. to the legislature at Nashville. Yeah, and I, I know there's folks that's always asking me about, you know, running for office. I like being at the county commission level because, and I was on the Smyrna Planning Committee for nine years, so I learned a lot about planning. And in fact, right now I'm kind of dealing with a First Amendment issue with the church. I made a little video, put it on Facebook. A church, county saying they're not reissuing their temporary use permit, so they're claiming they'll have to lock their doors next month. So I shot a little video. You know, I learned a little bit on planning, and then county commission, I learned a lot. I never fit in on the county commission. I was like an outlier, I guess you could say. But it taught me a whole lot. You know, I used to be real lonely on the county commission. Well, sometimes I'm lonely up here, too, to be honest with you. But serving the county commission, I, I learned a whole lot. Various issues from zoning to education to infrastructure, solid waste, whatever we're dealing with at the county commission level. What, if anything, has the recently released redistricting plan done to your district? Glad you asked that because my assistant Marvin here was just I'm getting a lot of emails and people ask me, like Mary Laverne Cole, Mike Lyles, a former state rep. People are asking me, so we're getting different news reports, but it looks like what we've got is Monday night, the bill's on there. There's two different bills here. One's on Congressional by Marsh and Jack Johnson. Then the second bill is House Bill 1035. First one's 1039. The first one's on the congressional maps. The second one is going to be on the House. I'm guessing on the Senate as well. I'm guessing they're lumping them together. But, but I heard Pamela Furrow the other day do a news report, and she talked like the 26 were taking up the state house. So I was a little confused, but it looks like we're doing it all Monday night. I'm pleased with my district. I, I guess you probably know my district was the most purple in the state that a Republican held. It truly is a miracle that I've been able to stay in that seat with Marsha Blackburn losing my district, Scott Dejarlay losing my district. But thank God the good Lord has kind of been with me throughout the process. But I'll tell you what hurt me so bad was all that Laverne, that Lake Forest subdivision. We're giving that up. And the new district, the way they've got that drawn up, I didn't think we'd be able to get five winnable conservative-leaning districts it looks like we are, and what they're doing, they're taking um, Laverne west of Weekly Lane. I mean, I was born at the base, Smyrna Airport. You know, I wanted to keep as much mold as I can. So it goes all the way from the left of Weekly Lane, across the lake, over Lake Forest, north of Waldron Road, takes in Lake City Hall, KFC, north of Waldron, all the way down to Cook's Lane, north of Cook's Lane, down to Rocky Fork Road, runs left of Rocky Fork Road, south, all the way to Eagleville. And on the east side, it goes over to about Franklin Road, Baptist Church on Highway 96, and goes up under my district where, where Baker Road. It would be west of Baker Road, south of One Mile Lane, and east of Amelville Road, going all the way to Rockville and Eagleville. I'm pleased with it, and um, it looks like it's a potential winnable district for a Republican to win. And my district, it, it helps me probably four, four percentage points because that Lake Forest, I got slaughtered up there. I think I only got 20%, 22% of the vote up there. I've talked to a number of legislators and some are happy and some are sad, so I'm glad to hear that you're happy with yours. What committee assignments do you currently have, Mike? 
I'm kind of pleased. Uh, the speaker put me on House Finance, Ways and Means, which is a good committee to, to be on because that committee holds the purse strings. And I'm on Commerce, and I like things, commerce, business-type issues. And to my surprise, he appointed me to education. To be quite honest, and I told the committee that I probably shouldn't have said it publicly, but I said I didn't want to be here. And they everybody looked. And I said, it, it was not my top five choices. You know, I think I put down health, transportation before education. But I told him, I said, all I see y'all do is squabble and fuss and fight. And you never talk about the students. It's always about teachers and buildings and curriculum. It's never about really the needs of the individual students. Now that I'm on it, I'm really enjoying it. So I'm trying to absorb all this stuff with VP, you know, understanding critical race theory and understanding, you know, what indoctrination that's going on, which I think there is out there. And we just got a new charter school approved in my community. So far, I think I'm the only elected official that's come out publicly talking about it and had to go against my county commission, go against my school board and go against the mayor, go against others. And it's lonely, but to my surprise, they voted for it last week, the State Charter Commission. And I got to give a shout out to Eddie Smith. He used to be up here from Knox County. Glory Johnson is who beat him. He beat her. She come back, beat him next year. Then he come back, beat her. And then she come back, beat him. Their district was that close. Eddie Smith went to bat for that charter school. Not that that really would matter to y'all. I think School choice, parental choice should matter to all of us, especially if you're a conservative Christian believer. What legislation have you carried that impacts the right to keep and bear arms in Tennessee? Well, one one thing, I, I had my assistant, my intern, do a lot of research, you know, kind of pulling up old, old bills because it's hard for us to keep up with sometimes we, what we're doing right now. Probably the thing that I kind of highlight the most is where I hosted the Second Amendment rally in Rutherford County. We had about 400 people there. I call it the largest Second Amendment rally we've ever done. Day News Journal Gannett reported we had 400 in attendance. Fox 17 was there. But I think the bill that I carried, which allowed county municipal correctional officer to carry after they've completed the firearms training, you know, I kind of see that as a Second Amendment bill. That's the House Bill 3320, and that was in 2012 we carried that. I think I'm the prime sponsor. It's House Bill 1667 that protects the rights of a person to transport a firearm and ammunition in their personal vehicle. That would be uh, that 2014. And I don't know if I'm the prime sponsor on this or not, but it's House Bill 682, which goes back about firearms and requires minimum requirements for phases and symbols on signs for prohibiting firearms in certain places open to the public. I've got that in front of me. I don't know if I'm the prime sponsor. That was 2015 109th General Assembly. And then one thing I passed last year that y'all y'all helped me with, I hope this is the right bill number, sales tax exemption on gun safes and gun safety devices. When I called John Harris last year for, for help, he had told me that had been presented, I think, I thought he said four or five years. That's House Bill 761. We end up passing that. Now, we only were able to do, and it exempt sales tax, like I say, from gun safes, gun safety devices. That comes up for sunset June 30th. I need y'all's help to help me get it passed. I'm trying to take it off indefinitely. I talked to a guy that sells gun safes. He had told me, he says, look, he said the fiscal note they're coming up with was like 490 or 430, 430,000, somewhere in there. Let me tell you, he says, I'm selling a lot of gun safes right now. And he said, he's afraid the state will cramp down on it because the amount of lost revenue that the state's going to lose due to sales tax. But gun safe sales are up from what he's saying. I do think that incentive 
to cut that tax off encourages it. And I think it's a Second Amendment issue and also a gun safety issue as well. So any help y'all can give me on that this session when we run it again, I'd appreciate it. Well, we might just bring up the fact that in uh, looking the other day, I saw another news report that we were way ahead of expected revenues already this year. And we did that without tax on gun safe. So maybe that needs to stay right where it's at. What would you like to see in the upcoming legislative session with respect to Second Amendment issues? To continue to do what we're doing, you know, I think Tennessee's on the right track. I'm real concerned where this country's going. I think everyone is. Do I lose sleep? Yeah, I do. I was up at 2.30 last night, and I study a lot of issues. I think we just try to push back as much as we can to our Constitution and let our voices be loud and proud. And I think this redistricting can help Tennessee remain a conservative, free market, pro-Second Amendment state. You know, with y'all's help and others, it's moved the needle. I feel good with where the state's at. I feel good with Bill Lee. I feel good with our leadership, William Lambert, Jeremy Faison, Cameron Sexton, and Johnny Garrett and Gant and others on our side. I'll say continue to do what we're doing and just continue to, to be the state that we've been, but also be cognitive of the fact that we've got a president that I pray for. I pray for him every morning and I pray for him not to hurt this country anymore than he already has. It's a threat and we need to identify that threat and be diligent on what we can do to safeguard against it. What advice can you give the average TFA member for the steps they can take to further the restoration of our right to arms as granted to us in 1796? I know from my perspective, there's some sharp guys up here. Some of these guys are really good with with the legalese. Johnny Garrett stands out to me. He's really sharp. Curcio stands out to me on these issues. Well, one, I'd say increase your membership, get people to join. You know, we hosted y'all last year at Parkway Baptist. My friend Marty Luffin, Jay Reedy drove all the way down from Aaron, Tennessee to be with us. He drove a 160-mile round trip for us. And I don't know if you, if you made it there last year, Richard. I ended up left my keys in the church, so I got locked out that night on my card. Fortunately, Rita, if you know Rita Redmond, Rita was still in the parking lot, pretty cold, and we called a pastor. They come back and got my keys out there laying in the pew. But I'd say every TFA member should know their lawmaker. And if you don't have their cell number and they're not willing to give it to you, I'd ask why. You know, my cell number is 525-3198. I give it out on the radio. Folks can text me, call me. But, you know, if you have an event, Invite them out. Talk about the issues. Have a good rapport with your legislators and also your county commissioners and your local mayors. I've seen where I think y'all had one legislator who wanted to meet with you or something. And you don't have to tell me who it was. I I got a feeling who I think it is. That's disappointing. I'll meet with anybody about issues. May not always agree, but I'll always be willing to engage with folks. I'm looking forward to try to host y'all again, whether it's this year or next year. If you take a look at the Tennessee Constitution, Article 1, Section 23, we are via that clause of our Declaration of Rights to instruct our elected representatives. And you can only do that if you have a personal relationship. I try to get everybody to understand that it's necessary that you spend time when that legislature is home in your district. Just like you said about the county mayor, the city mayor, or your county commission, your school board members, all politics being local, you need to be involved. Pericles said just because you don't take an interest in politics does not mean that politics will not take an interest in you. Well, one thing that that when I was a county commissioner, I would get really upset with some of the decisions they make. And it was lonely for me. Yeah, there was people that voted Republican. They didn't care if the sheriff got a $10,000 pay raise and the guy at the dump went without. You know, they wouldn't care about 
some of the issues at the jail, addiction, incarceration, and mental health problems, even though those issues all affect us as a culture. And one thing I started a new, it, in fact, of all things, it's a podcasting class at MTSU last night. You know, I've started a little online paper called Tennessee Ledger. And I do a radio show on Sunday nights called Ruff Magazine. Sundays at 5 p.m., 100.5 FM, WGNSRadio.com. Telling those young students, I mean, I'm even older than the instructor. The instructors, though, have been really good. The instructors seen what was happening to me in a primary three years ago. I mean, there was literally three fake news stories on me. Instructors said, what the media is doing to you is unethical. I said, you think? I said, that's exactly why I'm here. But what I like about learning to get my own message out is people can read through the lines. If you're on the radio, you're in a podcast, people, they can visually hear and understand people's passion and where they're at. One thing I'm trying, and I brought this up to John and Jay Reedy and Marty at our event last year, my pastor, we had a good crowd there. Oh, we probably had about 60, 70. Rita uh, Redmond came in and several others. And I talked about the First Amendment at a Second Amendment event. And I said, look, folks, if our First Amendment, I guarantee you, is under attack. Watch the media, how they try to paint everybody as racist every morning. Watch Channel 5, CBS. And if you've got, Richard, you've got a minute for me to play something real quick. Sure. You probably are going to know who this guy is. You ready? Here it goes. I know comics that are very racist. And I watch them on stage, and everyone's laughing. And I'm like, mm, that mother means that don't get mad at them. Don't hate them. We go upstairs and have a beer. And sometimes I even appreciate the artistry that they paint their racist opinions with. Man, it's not that serious. First Amendment is first for a reason. Second Amendment is just in case the first one doesn't work out. I wanted you to hear that. Do you remember Dave Chappelle saying that? I do. Well, that was at the Mark Twain Awards. I mean, I happen to be a big fan of of Dave Chappelle. You know, I, I can't really share a lot of his videos because got a lot of my church members on Facebook. But when I hear that and I see the divisiveness that the media and the left create, you know, it's like this church right now. I just shared the video. Uh, I shot the video. I said, Pastor, tell me your story. And, you know, the mayor called me today and, and I like Mayor Ketcher. But he was like, well, Mike, it's state. I said, no, the planter said that they can renew after 180 days their church. They're threatening to chain up their front door. I mean, that's happening in the Bible buckle. That happened in Laverne, where the church couldn't worship a white church, help build a black church, Giles Creek Baptist, and they locked them out for two years. And I had to, I wrote the ACLU, or I called them and called NAACP, never heard nothing from them. Nobody spoke up for that poor black church. And it reminds me of that pastor Martin Niemaler in Germany, where he said, first, they came for the socialist. Well, I wasn't socialist, I didn't speak up. Then they came for the union worker. Well, I wasn't in union, so I didn't speak up. They came for the Jew. Well, I didn't speak up because I wasn't Jewish. He says, then they came for me, and there was no one left to speak for me. So what I want to encourage your members to do, be cognitive of the First Amendment and the threat that's going on. And even, like I say, my professor even said, man, what they're doing to you is unethical. It's not objective journalism. And I think we all see it. We all know it. I don't know how much we push back. I mean, the Democrats, watch what they're going to do. They're going to hype up the word race. They had fake news of the day about the Supreme Court. Did you see that? Yeah, that, that's wrong. Why is that, ha why is that happening in democracy? But anyways, you know, I did share some of that at the town hall we had with, with y'all and Jay Reedy and Marty Luffman last year. Not that much detail about Dave Chappelle, you know, especially the church. But no, I appreciate um, appreciate what y'all do. But everybody should have your, your lawmaker's cell number. I can promise you the guys down here in my district, they know my number when it comes up on their phone. 
I try to catch them on Monday mornings when they're headed back to Nashville. I know they're in the car, and they know that I know that, and so that's a that's, real good time for me to catch them. Amen. Well, yeah. that's the insight that you've got that a lot of people don't. There's a book up here, 65 pages if you count a couple of ads in there. It's really about 62 pages, and it's, and it's lobbyists. And it's nothing against lobbyists, but the people don't have a lobbyist. The people have a lot more influence than they think, because I'm telling you, if I get two calls on an issue. It's like this charter school. I mean, I'm having to go against everybody by myself. It's lonely, but we got it approved. And I believe that it's going to help these young people. I think it's the right thing to do. But I asked Marvin, I said, did you get any anybody email or call? Because, you know, I, I was on camera speaking for it. I was in the paper. He said, no, nobody spoke against it. I mean, nobody's emailed me to, to be against it, which to me is a good sign. Now, your teachers union, they're going to hate on it because they want to keep the status quo. And many times it's not about the kids. It's about the teachers and it's their protecting their status quo of their industry. For me as a lawmaker to have to go against my full commission, my school board, TA, the mayor, the school superintendent, the attorneys, it is lonely. My friend Matt Studd, y'all know Matt. Matt passed away a few months ago and just want to give a shout out to his wife, Nancy, and God rest his soul. He was also my former customer. And Matt was just such a fine fella. It's a good example. Well, like you, to me, how to reach people. And sometimes I see people that are difficult to deal with. And I've dealt with everybody. It's like Antifa being in front of my house three years ago. I was warned Antifa was up here. I'm a target. Be careful. I've already been warned that you know something could happen. That night, three in the morning, there was six protesters. As far as I know, it was Antifa. They were beating a drum. They were yelling through a bullhorn. And here's a point I want to make about Antifa. And I said this publicly, I think, on the radio. Those people never emailed me. They never called me. They never come and met with me. Now, am I going to agree with, I don't even know what their issues are. There could be something that we agree on. Maybe it's mental health. Maybe it's over-incarceration. The left uses a lot of tactics, and they leverage the media. I told a lawmaker of the day, because I've seen what they were doing to this other guy. I said, we better hang together. We're going to hang separately. Well, Mike, I appreciate your time today. Well, thank you for what y'all do. And let me know, like I say, because sometimes there's a bill that's up that I may not know. I may not really realize it is organized chaos up here. I'm Some aware. would say it's unorganized, you know? <laughs> What I would say is that you can go to the TFA website each week during session. We put out a email that lets everybody know where the bills that are of interest to us stand, where they're going to be in committee, if they've been filed, what's going on with them. So what we try to do is to let our membership okay. know. Can I just pulled it up. Is it TFA News Update? It is. So you can okay, see cool. that every week from now to the end of session. Well, Mike, I appreciate your time. Thank you. This concludes our interview with Representative Mike Sparks. Stay tuned in the coming weeks for more opportunities to hear from your state legislators.